Welcome to the Feel Better, Be Better show. Today, Kate and Nevada will answer your questions and introduce new topics designed to help feel better and be better. These are raw conversations, but they will make a difference. Okay, since I'm the only one that can do the introduction on the mental side of consistency versus intensity, I'm going to go super intense on the whole thing and say, just be consistent with your mental stuff. We'll tell you ways to do it right now. You didn't have to say a word. See, you're so good. I know. But then, shh. All right, so I'm going to take your athletic, working out, nutritional, consistency versus intensity thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to give you a new spin on it. Are we going to go on a journey? Journey, yes. To the center of the earth. Are we not going to stop believing? I think it's warm down there. Huh? Well, good, because I want to be somewhere warm. Shocker. Yeah. <laughs> Literally be in the desert be like, I need a swisher. Um, <clears throat> of course, if it was at night, it's cold. Eh, we're not going there. No. I'm, I'm going to flip it on you a little bit, and we're going to take it from, like, below the neck to going above the neck. Okay. I want to talk about consistency. I mean, we talked about your mouth a lot last time. That so. is true. So maybe we got to go above the nose. Okay. Um. I'm going to talk about consistency versus intensity of your mental, emotional, and sleep, spiritual. Okay. Well, sleep would affect that, yeah. Consistency versus intensity on that one. Sure. Sleep was an interesting one that you went right to that. I like that. I know you like sleep. You don't like to follow the sleep, but you like the topic of sleep. Yes. <laughs> you like the idea of sleep. There you go. I'm, I'm a very firm believer in the idea of consistently decent, a consistently decent sleep. Yes. I am a very firm believer in that. Mainly because I don't think I have ever done it. But I, but I think that one's a good thing. I mean, like we talk, like people talk about all the time, like, oh, I got to, this weekend I'm going to sleep in to catch up from mm-hmm. a lack of sleep or, um, you know, people try to you know, change up, like, when you mess up those sleep patterns, how little you get. And that's pretty well documented. We talked about plenty about it. That being consistent in your sleep times is way more important than being able to get 10 hours to make up for the three, four-hour night sleep you had. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, that would be a lot, lot, not very much for a lot of people. Six hours. I understand four is kind of normal for me. But six, we'll do a six. Okay. That 10 hours is not going to make up for that. You're going to wake up feeling groggy. You're going to feel sore. You're going to feel beat up and probably not mentally right. Yeah, I know. It's funny how when we're like, oh, I'm going to sleep in so late. I'm going to feel so much better. How you feel kind of like groggy when you wake up and you just feel like, like, man, I feel kind of worthless. You don't feel wake up feeling refreshed like you think you do, or at least I never do. I feel like a lot of people don't. No. I mean, I did that last, I did that yesterday. I mean, I've been battling an injury, had a little temperature. I mean, so I had two couple things. I'm like, I'm turning everything off and I'm just sleeping until I wake up. Mm-hmm. Um, that went a lot later than I thought it was. Um, and I definitely felt groggy the next day. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily, we didn't have a whole lot going on. It was a holiday. Um, but uh, it's just one of those things where, but then today I feel better. Mm-hmm. But I kind of got back to my pattern today. So I think, again, we come back to that consistency in the sleep world. Yeah. 
And I think with that too, consistency, I think it's a lot easier to be consistent when you get up in the morning because, you know, five days of the week, if you're working, you kind of have to get up at the same time. Mm -hmm. Whereas the weekend is easy to sleep in, but like that's two days right there. I feel like it's a lot harder for people to realize the consistency that's necessary on the going to sleep part of it too. Um, Cause it's not just even the hours, it's that you're consistently going to bed around the same time, waking up around the same time. When I stay in that state, I feel like I get a lot better quality of sleep Mm. regardless of where the hours are at than I do if I'm like going to bed at 10 15 here and 11 30 there and you know all over the place well going to bed I think is that was the wrong way I think the bigger one is waking up so if you're waking up at you know 6 a.m and then 7 a.m and then 9 a.m and then 6 a.m and then 9 a.m I mean your body's not going to know what to do mm-hmm. we tend to always been a fan of a hard bedtime i'm gonna go to bed at mm-hmm. but i've never been good at it whatsoever i mean it's the worst thing for me i really that's if anything i could totally want to work on more than anything in the world would be that as i say i think that affects me more than getting up in the morning i completely i'm at the point more. now that you know for like watching a movie or something if it hits like 10 30 i'm like falling asleep in the chair because i'm like this is when i normally go to bed yeah it's time it's if, time to go if you can get your body on that Go for it. I mean, that, that'll be huge for you. Mm-hmm. Going to bed at, a, at the same time. But I think the biggest key for that one is waking up at the same time. Oh, yeah. You can affect how you go, when you go to bed by when you wake up. Mm-hmm. So if you can make sure that you try to wake up at the same time, that's one of the biggest deals. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the biggest things that's helped me switch from that is now I've gotten to the point where I'm like on the weekends, I'll say instead of staying up to do blah, I'm going to go to bed and wake up and do it in the morning. Mm -hmm. And that seems to have helped me be able to go to sleep more consistently. So we're at a point now, it starts at 10, 30, 11 o'clock and I start getting tired. Whereas before I wouldn't have. Mm -hmm. But the weekends I would have stayed up till two, three o'clock working on things. By working on things, I mean, I may be working on getting through that season of TV, but I mean, working on things. I think somebody described sleep in particular of if you're sleeping in on the weekends or you're getting more sleep, particularly sleeping in, but if you're getting more on the weekends, um, as basically uh, searching out or, or trying to give yourself jet lag every week. And the worst part about it is it makes so much sense when you think about it. I mean, mm-hmm. it, you, we've all had jet lag. We've all gone somewhere. And, you know, your time's messed up and you feel it takes you a day or two to kind of get into everything. That's exactly what you're doing to yourself when you let yourself sleep in on Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, it kind of messes everything up. Yeah. Your timing of everything. Breakfast. Yep. Lunch. When you go to bed. Yeah, you're giving yourself, you're giving yourself jet lag on purpose. Mm -hmm. Congratulations. (laughs) And you're not even going anywhere fun, typically. Mm -hmm. I don't know. My house is pretty fun. So, yeah. Okay, so there would be the sleep side of consistency mm-hmm. versus intensity. Um, you got other pieces in there you want to go on? Um, I mean, if you're going to, what did you say? You said mental, emotional, and spiritual. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think with a lot of that, we talk about, we've talked about, you know, morning routine and even re- evening routine, like a million and one times. Mm-hmm. But if you just want to break that down, I mean, we talk about meditation a lot and how that can help with stress and mental clarity and a lot of that, those things. We even talk consistent with you that. You have to be consistent with it. I know when I run, run into times where 
I'm not as consistent, like I don't feel as grounded and better able to handle things as I normally would and can tell the difference from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, yeah, we've talked about that in particular. I mean, meditation and visualization, which I, I think you could, you could probably combine those a little bit if you want to. Mm-hmm. Um, one's more of just kind of clearing. The other one's kind of more of focusing. Yeah. So, um, but you could put them both together. But the more you have to be consistent, or you don't get anything from those. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, for those people out there too, you could even add into the layer, layer a lot of people want to talk about spirituality and like having a consistent prayer life that fits into the whole realm of meditation as well. Mm-hmm. Um, people have seen that when you take the time to pray and stuff, you're actually breathing in the same state you would when you meditate. So mm-hmm. I think all of those fit along the same lines and it doesn't have to look the same. You can make it look however you want it to look and what works for you, but it's finding what you can consistently carve out a time to do and stick with that does help you. Yeah. Well, I think we're talking about consistency versus intensity. I mean, how many of those friends that you know they kind of almost give you a hard time about being meditation or you recommend it to somebody and they and they do that whole thing oh god i just i tried i just can't do it my mind just is too active and it's hilarious because it's it's always almost like a badge of honor it's almost kind of like i don't think they ever mean it this way but it is kind of a dig you're kind of like oh i'm sorry my brain is so inactive compared to yours um but they would never ever see it that way um but it's kind of funny to people that actually do meditations because it's like no that's the only way i can actually i have to be able to teach myself to be able to relax my mind Mm -hmm. and that's the whole point i think it's the people that are busiest that find that can successfully find a way to meditate that see the most value in it oh would be my argument i mean people it helps decluttering yeah people who maybe aren't i would have to find somebody who maybe doesn't feel like they're as active in their mind bouncing around thoughts and stuff like that but I don't think they'd get as big of a benefit out of it as somebody who, like, I have trouble shutting my brain off for stuff, especially if you get into, like, things you're super worried or anxious about. It's easy for those thoughts to go bounce around everywhere in your head and it just not be calm in there. So being able to find a way to slow everything down and calm everything is huge. Mm-hmm. It's monstrous. So, I mean, that's... That's why it's funny. Whenever you hear that, it's almost like the first thing I come back and be like, oh, well, then you're definitely the person that needs to do it. But you have to do it consistently. Mm-hmm. What I'm getting at here is the consistency versus the intensity. The person that says that is they're trying to, I'm going to, I'm going to go in and I'm, we're going to meditate, you know? And it's just like, that's, you're going in the complete wrong mindset for meditation. Yeah. And so, I mean, you, you already, you're, you can't take intensity into that. It just doesn't work. You've got to almost take it completely out so you can do your consistency. The only way you can get there is to consistently do it. Yeah. And I mean, with that intensity too, people who are super intense think they have to meditate perfectly and be clear-minded right away and be really good at it. And that's not how it works. I mean, you really have to, it's a discipline. It takes a long time. And if you, even if you have gotten good at it, if you take time off from it, it takes time to get back into it because it's easy for your mind to want to wander. That's what it wants to do. And I mean... It doesn't have to be that long. Like there are mornings that, you know, get a minute or two in, don't even get five, 10 minutes, you know? And then there's some people who they can have time and get a benefit and enjoy going 30 minutes or whatever. But you don't even have to go that long. Well, I went on on iTunes and found myself a five minute rain song, rain sound song. 
it runs five minutes. And I just hit that, throw my headphones on, close my eyes, do my meditation. When it's done, five minutes is up, got to move on, got life to go. Does it shuffle into just a random song after that? I put it in its own playlist, so okay, I didn't have to cool, worry about because, that. Okay, because like, you just all meditative, and then all of a sudden like, some really hard rock comes on after you're like, whoa, I'm done with meditation for the day. <laughs> really wake you up out of that. Yeah, so you never it, know what's coming next. I was going on my rain songs, and then my Taylor Swift hit, you know, yeah. <laughs> no, no. Put it in its own playlist, and the only thing you would do is repeat if you wanted to. No. <laughs> Yeah, no, but that's how, that's how I did it because I didn't want to have to be looking at the clock. I, didn't want to, I wanted to be able to step out and not have to pay attention. Yeah, and I know if I do, like, um, at the office, I'll turn on, like, a timer on my phone. Because sure. that's the same thing. I'll ha- I'll be like, how long has it been? How long has it been? That kind of defeats the whole purpose. Pretty much. <laughs> so if I turn on a timer, like, I'm just going to breathe. And when it goes off, it goes off. Well, how funny is it that when you first do it, it's like... Oh no, has that been not, has, it, has it been too long? And you check it, it's been like 30 seconds. Yeah. And then you come back and you're like, oh no, it's got to be too long now. It's like, and it's been a minute. So slow. <laughs> but if you're consistently doing it, you, you, you almost go the exact opposite. Oh crap, I was just meditating for eight minutes. Mm-hmm. So it's funny how your time can change all the Yeah. Okay. Um, anything else on like that area? I don't think so. We good? Do you think? I don't know. You get kind of a little interesting on which, if I say this, does it fall under spiritual or this or whatever? Oh, so I, I think, think, the, I think the lines within all three of those can be so blurred. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, you can even go into, like, the world of yoga, which is movement. And then at the end, you do, you do savasana, which is meditation, but can be very spiritual, too. I mean, I feel like there's just a lot of crossover within all three of the categories yeah okay so as long as we're good there um i think you gotta work in a little bit of self that's the right word i'm looking for where you're you're in a way giving yourself a break because nobody's ever going to actually give you like the benefit of the doubt Mm -hmm. that's definitely the way we all feel we don't have very many people that come up and compliment us on stuff that we do that works well and nobody ever sees us doing it. The only things that we ever get that we ever get to are the ones that the what two things that don't work out well. So something goes wrong, everybody notices that in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> so I mean, kind of do a quick check over of like, yes, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. You know, you gotta make sure I keep consistently with that, you know, and trying to give yourself at least a little bit of an out on that one. Mm-hmm. So in a way, being kind of taking care of yourself for that one um along that same line i think this is something that i'm going to really try to put in place here going forward is recognizing that and trying to maybe take advantage of the fact that nobody else does that so can i come up with something like once a week to be able to reach out to somebody to be able to tell them thank you for doing this type stuff we don't do that I mean, could you even imagine if somebody picked somebody that maybe a parent or another coach or somebody we work with that thank you for doing whatever, you know, that has really been helpful? How much would you like that person? Yeah, I feel like I've done that before in the past. It was kind of like an experiment for different things. And I mean, people just light up because you've noticed something about them that people don't notice or say. I mean, we're so quick to judge the bad things, like you say, 
the things that went wrong like it just it gives a lot of people like confidence and they feel like and you can't just give them bs stuff it has to be real like something really did in there. I'm really so sweet. glad that you bring that ray of sunshine into my life. Yeah. Thanks. Or you did awesome at this task, even though they know they didn't. And you know they didn't. I mean, it has to be something real. But if you notice the real things about people, they kind of almost take ownership in that and their relationship and what's going on better, too. Mm -hmm. On top of, like, that rapport is just better as well. Yeah, I mean, I would love to make it a daily thing, but I think I would just run out of things after a while. And then it would seem dumb. Mm-hmm. That's why for me, I think I'm going to try to make it like a weekly task of like, I want to make sure that I give somebody a compliment for what they do and I want to be able to think it over and do the right one. Um, just because, I mean, it's the more you think about it, how much, you know, how we would all probably love to hear that from somebody. We don't ever hear that from people. Mm-hmm. So, and it can be as dumb as, you know, thanking your mom and dad for being your mom and dad. Mm-hmm. you know or thinking your sister for being there or something or whatever the hell or your brother you know just it's you know it can be so simple I mean, you know your wife thanks for cooking me all my meals yeah better do that or she ain't gonna, she ain't gonna cook them very much longer <laughs> um <clears throat> it reminds me of i have a friend who she will tries to every so often write write a letter to somebody hmm? same type of thing of something she appreciates of them and stuff like that and you mean, She's, like, with paper? Yeah. We don't get that anymore. And, I mean, so many people have come back and, like, really appreciated because there's an added level of effort in that. See, on mine, I think I would have to go all the way and send them, like, a like a frame and be like, if you'd like to frame this for the last letter you received. Just take everything out of it. <laughs> By the way, I'd, put, I'd make sure I signed it as the humblest person on the planet. I mean, you should. We should get you a little stamp. You can be, like... <laughs> initials behind like you know how people have their credentials behind their mm-hmm. name like yeah title maybe we could create most, like a most humblest person alive maybe we could create like an acronym on that one or whatever and maybe mm-hmm. create like a whole like work thing you got to go through for that Ooh, yeah it's got to be a thing though that people are like what does that mean and then look it up and they're like oh my god pretty much yeah it's exactly <laughs> what i mean yeah that's gonna take a little bit of work i think we can totally do that <laughs> It's worth, totally worth it. Yeah, it is. You know how far I will go for a smart remark. Yes, <laughs> I will definitely look into that. So, no. Um, but I think the interesting part about that is I, I feel like, again, intensity versus consistency on that one. If you can make that like a consistent thing that you regularly do, I think it will change your perspective in a lot of things in life. Because I think you'll see a lot of people just warm up to you really fast. Mm-hmm. And then they'll start helping you out. And maybe they'll start giving you comments back. And you'll start feeling better. So, I mean, that's really hitting your emotional and your spiritual side of things. But if you try to do it real intensely, like you just try to go get, I'm going to hit this person, that person, this one, and that one, hit them all. Like, ah. What if nobody says anything back? Yeah. You I feel you, kind of out you, on a limb there? Yeah, I mean, you put a lot of effort out for not a lot of return. And I think mm-hmm. you, again, lose your sincerity because even if those people don't know you're complimenting 20 people at the same time, like... You probably have a little bit of circles that know each other. Yeah, I mean, it's going to get back to some point to where they're like, well, did they really mean that specifically to me? Am I really that special? Or are but, they just going through a program? But also, does it feel that special to you if you're just mm-hmm. finding reasons to compliment all these people that you know in your life? Yeah. 
Or are you truly taking the time to look at this one person specifically and say, okay, what can I compliment them on? What can I say thank you to them on? Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I, that's why, again, I think our whole thing is consistency versus intensity. I think that's a good one. That's like, if you're really consistent with that, you're really trying to take advantage of like, who is it this week that I want to make sure that they know that I think they're doing a good job, then it becomes very sincere. Yeah. And I mean, I think a lot can be said for like your intuition too, because I mean, I know people are going to think I'm crazy and woo woo, but there's times where somebody pops into your head that maybe you haven't talked to in a while. And it feels like whenever that happens, when I take the time to reach out to that person, you know, it's like, hey, how's it going? Or I was thinking about you or whatever. It's like in a moment of that person's time where they like really needed something, like needed someone to say something positive to them or whatever. So, I mean, I think a lot can be said for just like even your gut feeling of like, no, this person, I feel like they really could use the, use a compliment today or whatever. Mm. Well, we just don't do that very much anymore. I mean, we get people out of you know, going out of our lives or doing other things and we're trying to respect what they're doing, but would you feel bad if you heard from them? Yeah. Most of the time, not. Especially if it's someone who you're really good friends with and you haven't talked to in years. I mean, it's always kind of nice to have someone pop back in like, hey, I missed you. I was thinking about you the, today or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's huge. I say that. I'm horrible at that. What? You're horrible amazing at that. that. Ah. It's actually one thing I would think for me that I've actually been fairly good at. Now, I probably have a few people that have reached out to me that want to reconnect, but I'm a little apprehensive of doing that. Um, so they may have a, a different opinion. But I think I'm, I got a couple of friends of mine that I think if they had the chance, they would probably say that I've done pretty good about keeping the con- connection there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just don't take offense. I mean, there's plenty of people I haven't heard from them in, you know, over a month or whatever. It's just like, okay, well, maybe they've been busy. Yeah, life gets busy. Yeah. It's hard. I just, I I would love to take it personal, but I'm I'm hoping and praying that everything in their life is going so awesome that they, it's just that they haven't had time for me. And I, I mean, I hope that. That is the best thing I want out of my friends is that they have so many awesome things going on that they just have it. They haven't had a chance to really even think about the fact that they needed to check in with me because I haven't seen them in a long time. So, all right, you got other things on the... Um, I mean, I think another one that I was really thinking of is, you know, we talk a lot about how we're very go, 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 and things can get kind of high stress in our society and all of that. Um, I just wanted to be a go, go girl my whole life. I know. You get you some boots, some tall, shiny yeah. boots. They are made for walking. <laughs> um... But I think another area, you know, that consistency, I think, is really important and a lot of people aren't very good at necessarily is finding ways to add self-care for yourself in there, too, to, like, recharge your batteries as well. So whatever that looks like, whether it's taking time to read or go on a slow walk outside where it feels like weather's good or, you know, take a bath or whatever, finding time like that to be consistent during the week that's time for you. I think you first have to find out what their thing is. Yeah. I mean. Or a hobby or whatever it is that kind of gets you to where you get to do something you enjoy that takes some stress out of your life. Like. Yeah, I think mine now at the stage of life I am at is me being able to throw my my headphones on, throw on a podcast that I want to listen to or a book. I don't care either one. And going for a walk for like 20 or 30 minutes is totally what I would love, which is really good for me to step away and do. I don't do it near enough. But I mean, I should. But I mean, that one's 
low intensity enough that I'm not going to really hurt anything. You know, it's just able to keep me moving and going and going. And I'm out of the house. So I'm not looking at all the things I got to get done. Um, so and you just got to find our little thing. It's probably more about less about the exercise and more about the rest of the process. Well, yeah, because I mean, I used to run a lot. You know, it's probably, it's funny. We didn't talk about it in the previous one about running, you know, it was a very big form of exercise for certain people. To me, I look back on all the running I did and it was athletic. It was sports that we were doing, but I think it was way more meditative. Mm-hmm. I think of it almost more of a mental thing. Yep. Whereas now I would not be, like, I can barely run a mile and I'm done. So, I mean, it's just, uh, and it's, I'm just not in that kind of shape anymore. Um, I totally could be if I wanted to. If I wanted to focus on that, I can. Um, but I think the big thing for me is just the walk can change that. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm focusing on. So, I mean, the other self-care ones, I mean, sometimes it's hard. Um, whoever you're with may take offense to it. Mm-hmm. I mean, what do you mean you got to go do something on your own? You know, and... Or kids. Yeah. When you're a mom, it's really hard to get away from your kids to spend time to do that because there's that one that level of guilt of like being there for them, but two, they're not really good at understanding personal space. Well, I think that goes back to mom and dad in particular. I mean, when they're living together and you have little kids, it's it's a little rare even now to have where both parents are working like full time go go because I mean you're gonna be paying somebody to be able to take care of the kids which anymore is not cheap. Yeah. Um so usually one of the parents tends to stay at home or at least more or they shift their work schedules to where someone's home at some time. Like sure. Some parents work one day, one night. But I think one of the biggest ones I always kind of think about and you see all the time is the parent that's been with the kids for most of the day. The other one's been working doing something. And they get in and they're like, can I just get a minute or whatever? And you know, I'm going to work all day. You know I mean? This is one of those things where it's like, yeah, I get it. But you've at least gotten a break from your work. <laughs> I'm still yeah. doing the same thing I'm doing. So you got to kind of help each other out that it doesn't really matter what it is. It kind of, it kind of relates me back to when I did some jobs that were like, dude, that seems like it'd be a really fun job. I'm like, oh no, it was great. It was a lot of fun. It still turned into a job. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're doing that, something that intense for that long, it's eventually going to grind on you. So what can you do to help offset the other person and be able to work with each other to help that thing out? And so that's where I think you get into situations where uh, divorced parents and single parents don't really get that luxury because typically you don't have it to where it's like, okay, you get the kid during the day and I get the kid at night. No, it's usually it's you get them on these days and I get them on those days. Well, you don't really get a break. So if you have a hyper kid that's going on for a whole day. By the end of the day, you may, you know, kill the kid and then yourself. Or I might do in the opposite direction, maybe. I don't know. But Or after they go to bed, just do nothing because you're like, I can't. Yeah. It's all all gone. All that I know you have gone. no idea what I'm talking about. Nope. Mm-hmm. So it is an interesting situation on that one where what do you need to do to be able to make that work? And that's sometimes where you get in that thing where it's like, okay, I'm going to let you watch this TV show while I go over here and decompress. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, if you're not consistent with that, then you're going to try to decompress really heavily. Yeah. So, I mean, can you... Kids are interesting in that whole thing where they seem like just 
they're going to run around crazy all the time, but kids are very, very schedulized if you, if you help them pee that way. If you help them be um, all kinds of random, they don't, they will be. But I mean, you can also be like, you know, this is when we eat this, and this is when we go here, and this is where we do bedtime, and then they'll stick to it. Well, and like even with older kids, I mean, you can say, okay, you're going to your room for an hour, and you need to be quiet. Like, you don't need to take a nap, but I need you to do something quiet in there. Sure. They get quiet time, you get an hour to yourself of whatever. I mean, you still have to be around in case something goes wrong because they're kids, but Mm -hmm. I mean, I know lots of parents that do that, and I, I think, you know, that's very good. I think my parents still do it to me. Make you go do quiet time? Yeah, I probably should. Uh, <laughs> go to your room for an hour. Yeah. <laughs> Don't care what you do, just go to your room for an hour. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yes, it's Thanksgiving. Uh, you need to do your hour of quiet time. <laughs> or you'll be a nightmare the rest of the day. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. Yes. So that would be on the self-care that, again... If you learn, and it's interesting, especially as a as a divorced parent, you can probably learn what things really work for you on the days that you don't have the kid as the days that you do have the kid. So mm-hmm. can you start working it in to where it works for you? Yeah. And, you know, I, I feel like it's easy to feel guilty for taking that time or like you have more productive things that you can do because, I mean, personally, I've wrestled with that type of stuff. But if you don't take time to refill yourself, just like, you know, the airplane, put your oxygen mask on first before you help others. If you're constantly drowning in stress and tasks and everything else, how are you ever going to, like, be able to effectively do the things around you? Yeah, it reminds me of that saying, if you don't take time to care for your wellness, you will be forced to take time to care for your illness. Mm Mm-hmm. And so, yes, if you are not going to take time to be able to work for your mental wellness, eventually you're going to break down and have to deal with your illness. And that illness, I mean, in that regard, what we're talking about, maybe you blowing up at your kid. Yeah, there's, yeah, yep. So there is no reason to feel guilty if you've realized that you need to have these little times and these little, we get jet outs here to be able to keep your mental state in the right spot to be able to deal with your kid. You shouldn't feel guilty at that at all. It may be more than somebody else. It may be less than somebody else, but either way, that's what you need. Yes, or your partner. I mean, it's easy to take stuff out on the person that you're with, too, because they're an adult, so should be fine. No, I get it. They'll understand. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Or the person on the phone who, you know, messed up your payment and you're pissed off now and everything from the whole week, you're just going to direct right through that phone call to that person you don't know. I mean, any of that. I don't think anybody has ever said anything bad at, at a you know, at a tech support person. Never. <laughs> Never. No. That's why it doesn't feel like the worst job ever. I've literally had those people thank me for not being a prick. <laughs> like, like I just I just want to work together to fix this, please. Like, I just need to get this done. What do I need to get this done? Do you need, like, a form filled out or something like that? You can just hear I'm like, oh. Usually, usually, like, six levels of four-letter words been spewed out of here. <laughs> You just see them. They don't even know what to do. They're like, oh, you're going to be polite and work with me? Yes, I am. <laughs> yeah, because whatever. Like, the person on the other end has a, has, a, has, a, has a kid that's sick or has a mom that's, you know, you know fighting, a, you know, something or whatever. Or they just have a really stressful day. Why do you need to be mean to them? Yeah, and, you know, they're not in charge of what happened and they're just trying to do their job and make money and go home. 
Well, you ultimately need them to help you. So I don't know. I've never had anybody that came to me and ripped up myself of four letter words that made me go, I want to do more for you. I mean, it may be what? one of those things of like, what do I got to do to get you out of here? But I mean, I, I don't know. I don't understand how it helps to be try to be mean to get something to happen. It just never, never goes well. Mm-hmm. You usually get the worst end of the stick. Okay, so that is still we got anything more on consistency versus intensity in the mental world? I mean, I'm sure there's a ton of other areas you could talk about. <laughs> we can into, go on that. But I think we hit a lot of really good areas. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's all life is that consistency. Mm-hmm. I mean, whether you're eating or you're working out or you're working on your phys- your mentality or you're working on, you know, working with your partner, working with your kid, working with whatever. It's that little part, that little consistent, constant consistency. I mean, we think about all those stories of those kids that the parent just never really was consistent compared to the parent that was consistent. Well, I mean, shoot, I've had, you know, my nieces and nephews to where their mom on their other side was super not consistent with parenting that when they'd come stay with us, having to follow the rules yeah they didn't like it but just the consistency it it made a huge difference they respect you know you get more respect and there's more um comfortability with what the situation holds it's not a guess of how it's gonna happen whatever's gonna happen Mm -hmm. yeah with that i think we call it a day on this stuff peace we're out Thank you for watching. Kate in Nevada hope you've enjoyed this show and found it useful and empowering. If you have any questions or comments, please contact them at kinetics.com. That's K-N-E-T-I-C-X.com. They're on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok as well. And please write a review of the show. Kate in Nevada appreciate hearing the feedback, and they welcome your reviews and your word of mouth will help others learn how to feel better and be better.